Hello, this is Robert Barge. Welcome to Redemption's Table, where every week we will gather around this table with a special guest to explore the most appetizing ingredient in this menu called life, redemption. I believe in redemption. I believe everybody hungers for redemption, everybody. And the truth is, redemption is all around us every day. It is a recipe that God the Creator sets before us every single moment of our lives. Unfortunately, so much emphasis is placed upon the bad, many have difficulty seeing, experiencing, and tasting the good. So I'm setting out on a journey, going table to conversation, to accentuate the reality of redemption in the lives of everyday people like you and me. A reality that, I believe, finds its ultimate expression in Jesus of Nazareth, who is the not-so-secret ingredient to the redemption we all seek. So, come hungry, join the meal, because Party of Redemption, your table is now ready. Hey everybody, you are back seated at the table. Welcome to Redemption's Table Podcast. Glad you're tuned in. I've been blown away these past few weeks as I have the opportunity, the blessing to sit down and talk to so many different people, so many different lives, hear their stories, hear the positive things that God is doing in people's lives. I learned a few weeks ago about an organization called Life on Wheels Alabama. When I first learned of the organization, the first thing that popped into my head when I heard, heard about what they do, I thought, this is absolutely ingenious. They have a tricked-out RV, a traveling medical unit, and they actually go right close to abortion clinics, and they offer free sonograms. The sonograms would ordinarily cost $150, but they offer free sonograms. They are going to the front lines, so to speak, of those who are in trouble, who are contemplating whether to have an abortion or not. And it's phenomenal that they are doing this. This is ingenious. Their work is so bold, it's so full of love, and it's so redemptive and compassionate. It's amazing to me. Now, I don't know where you stand, whether you are pro-life or pro-choice. But whichever side you happen to be on, I want to encourage you to listen to today's podcast with an open heart and an open mind. I had the opportunity to sit down to a fabulous Cajun lunch at Uncle Mick's Cajun Market and Cafe in Prattville, Alabama. had the opportunity to sit down with the executive director of Life on Wheels, Alabama, Robin Blessing. And I'll tell you, she lives up to her name. As you will hear her story, she'll not only talk about life on wheels, but she'll also share her story. And I promise you, this, what you're about to listen to, is going to lift your spirits. It's going to make your heart sing. So I encourage you, tune in. We had the shrimp scampi. It was off the chain. And and, and you just pull up a seat right now and lean in and just hear what's going on. Won't you do that? Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Redemption's Table. We are sitting at a table in historic Prattville, Alabama. Uncle Mick's Cajun food, and according to TripAdvisor, it was the number one place in 2018 
to eat in Prattville out of 93 places to eat. It was phenomenal. I'm sitting here today with Robin Blessing. Welcome, Robin, to the table. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you for inviting me, and thank you for letting me have lunch with you. This was wonderful. It was a wonderful suggestion you had to meet at Uncle Mick's. It's been a couple of years since I've been here. Yeah, I haven't been here but one other time. My husband is not big on seafood, so anytime I get an opportunity to come with somebody, I want to come, and this is awesome. It was awesome. I love what I had today. What did you have? Oh, I had shrimp scampi. It was the best. Yes. It really, really was. Uh, I you, recommend it highly. Usually I get the shrimp a la creme uh-huh. every time, but I sampled that shrimp scampi, and oh my goodness, or as they would say, in Cajun cooey it was it was good it was really it was good. really really good I'm glad I took your advice or followed your lead I should yeah. say on that one I had the tomato salad with the feta cheese and lima beans that kind of rounded mine out and the cornbread was good too oh so. yes I had green beans and they were kind of hot but it was delicious and then I had sliced cucumbers Y'all have to come try this. It's really good. (laughs) If you're ever traveling down I-65 through Alabama, Prattville, Alabama, it's worth taking that five, ten minutes to get to downtown Mm -hmm. Prattville. Check out Uncle Mick's Cajun. Wow. Good stuff. You would think you're in New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe even better. Yeah. I've been to New Orleans. (laughs) Really good. Well, Robin, you are the director of ministry development in a phenomenal organization that I have just discovered, learned about myself, known as Life on Wheels. I had a friend of mine, Jennifer Harris, who about a month and a half ago told me about your organization, Life on Wheels. Tell us what you do. Tell us what that organization does. Life on Wheels is a licensed mobile medical clinic, and what that really means is we're a tricked-out RV, and we take it around um, the River Region area, and we offer pregnancy testing and ultrasounds at no charge for women who have had no prenatal care and who currently are not um, seeing a physician. So we're really looking for women who may think they're pregnant, um, are worried about being pregnant, haven't yet um, seen a doctor, maybe don't plan to see a doctor. And our number one goal is to reach abortion-minded women. Mm You say River Region, that's the Montgomery, Alabama area. I say that, yes, because we are in Montgomery, but then we also go to Wetumpka and to Prattville. Okay. So we travel around three different counties. Okay, so it's, it's spread out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this idea of what y'all do, I mean, what I found about your organization that is ingenious to me is the way you uh, set yourself strategically wherever those who might be considering an abortion wherever they might go would you share a little bit about what you do with that tricked out rv (laughs) unit tricked out maybe that's not the but but it's a it's a phenomenal rv Uh, yes tell us tell us what you do with it how do you how do you get to the people how do we decide well first of all the rv is um made specifically for us and it has a waiting room has bathroom for pregnancy tests has a nurse's station and it also has an ultrasound room And so what we do is we park the mobile unit, is what we call it. Sometimes I call it the bus, but park the mobile unit anywhere where we think we can reach women in crisis, where they don't have to try to go find us, we find them. And the number one place we park right now is in front of the abortion clinic on South Perry Street in Montgomery. And if you're not aware, yes, yes, there is an abortion clinic in Montgomery, Alabama, and it's on South Perry Street. 
So we park there um, on Mondays and Tuesdays in the morning, and the reason we do is because Alabama has a state law that says that you must have an ultrasound 48 hours or before you can have an abortion. So the way they do it in Montgomery, the way the abortion clinic does it is they do what they call pre-op days, Mm -hmm. and those are on Mondays and Tuesdays. They do a pregnancy test and an ultrasound. And what we do is we position ourselves right across the street from the abortion clinic and offer a free service of a pregnancy test and an ultrasound, which would cost these women $150 if they were to go to the abortion clinic. And so we give them the opportunity to see their baby, um, to see what's going on with their bodies, Mm -hmm. to see if they really are even pregnant, and they don't have to go in the abortion clinic. And if they should change their mind about the abortion, they haven't put out $150. Whereas if they go to the abortion clinic, they're going to pay the $150 no matter what. Right. We also do go to other places in the community. Um, one of the our favorite places that we've been just blessed to go is to Alabama State University. Okay. We've made a wonderful connection there, um, and they allow us to park on the campus, and we are there every Tuesday from 2 in the afternoon to 7 at night to service women on the campus, but then also anybody going up and down Carter Hill Road that should see us that wants to come. Okay. And then the rest of the time, what we do is we partner with local pregnancy centers who are not medical, and that means that they don't have ultrasound capabilities. So we go to them and um, do the ultrasounds for their clients. So we go to Elmore County Pregnancy Center in Wetumpka. We go to Mary's Haven in Prattville. And then we also go to COPE, which is on Madison Avenue in Montgomery. And so that keeps us busy Monday through Friday. Okay. When I heard about what you do and how you do it, I was struck, and, and, and this, what I'm about to share is, is my opinion, or what I've seen in 40 years of ministry uh, through the church, but how the church has, has been, the churches that I've been a part of, they are pro-life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually participate, I think it's in January, in a Sanctity of Life Sunday. Maybe occasionally on those Sundays we'll have a, a, a mile long or two mile long event where we just hold signs that are positive, you know, about life as a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And that has been main, mainly what I've seen churches do or support other pregnancy centers who are Christ-centered. Mm-hmm. But uh, then there's also the negative aspect that sometimes you see because it's on the news where individuals in the churches go and stand in front of abortion clinics and there are two different ways to do that one is to be there to pray for those who may be considering an abortion but then you've also seen those who are yelling and 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 coming across negatively and so I'm like that's that's what we've done up to now and then lo and behold I discover life on wheels what y'all do and I'm like wow that is so strategic what you do because it's done in a loving redemptive manner and and it's doing more than just hey don't you want to reconsider what you're doing it's giving them a reason to reconsider and to actually see what they would not see otherwise. Correct. Our mission at Life on Wheels is we serve women, share, uh, serve women, save babies, and share Jesus. And I always talk to our staff and say we do it in that order. You know, if you look at what Jesus did in the Bible, he always dealt with the people's need first. Mm-hmm. 
he you know and then after that at the very end he usually said go and sin no more you yeah. know but he he was loving and who are we to judge people right. and i don't know the the very reason that these women would be in an abortion clinic and even considering this they're in some kind of crisis so we feel like our job is to serve them, to deal with whatever their issues are. And having done this now for almost three years, we're finding out there's so many women out there that have, um, that just really have things going on in their life that they don't know how to deal with. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're dealing with um, domestic violence. Maybe they're dealing with um, a sick child or no job. Although I will say that most of the women we meet, even if they're in poverty, have jobs. Mm-hmm. This is not a bunch of women who just aren't working and trying to get free things. That's not how it is. Um, we, we just see women in all different kinds of situations. So we, f- we find that if we can serve them, and the way we serve them is by offering them, in addition to the free pregnancy test and ultrasound, we're offering them community resources because there are so many nonprofits and so many churches and so many groups that are willing to help women um, as they go through their pregnancy and even into years up until they're five years, the children are five years old. But if you don't know about it, it's like it's not even there. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like a connector. We meet them right on the front line. We meet them at that point where they're really trying to make a decision. And we say, hey, let us walk along beside you. Let us show you what's available. Let us see if we can help you. And then we share the gospel. We give them Bibles. We follow up and keep up with them. Um, we don't just leave them alone. We, we, if they allow us to, we usually are following up through text or calls. But we're connecting with them till we make sure that they've made a connection in the community to help them with whatever their issues were. Okay. Share a little bit about the success thus far. Um, I'm thinking in terms, I, I saw the 2019 report and I saw those statistics there. Uh, tell oh us what God goodness. is doing through life. And it, it truly is what God is doing. You know, when we first started, it was December 27th of 2016. That's when we got the de- the clearance from the health department that we could go out because we are a licensed medical clinic. We didn't even know if anybody would get on the bus. <laughs> we just truly didn't. And so in 32 months, we have seen um, 2,501 women. Wow. Over to, uh, 2,000 of them are choosing to parent. Of course, not everybody that we see is um, abortion-minded. Some of them just don't have insurance. Some of them just moved to town. We've had military people come here who don't know a doctor. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't judge or ask them why they're there. If they don't have medical um, uh, help already, then we're, that's what we're there for. Um, so we've had that. We've had um, 180 women who got on the mobile unit who told us they were going to have an abortion. Um, we didn't argue them down. We just mm-hmm. showed them their ultrasound. And after seeing their baby on ultrasound, they chose to parent. Wow. And I don't want to act like it always just happens right there on the unit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they leave us crying. You know, it's an emotional moment when you mm-hmm. first see your baby. Um, but we find out sometimes on the spot, but a lot more times we find out later on that they chose to parent, that they made a doctor's appointment, that they're going to a pregnancy center and going to earn while you learn classes, mm-hmm. whatever those connections are. So that's what we know about. I mean, you know, we meet all these women. We don't know all their stories. We can't always connect with all of them. We might not have the correct um, phone number. But the ones we know, 180 of them have changed their mind. And then we also found out that this gave us a great opportunity to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. We did not know that at first. The first woman who came on the mobile unit on December 27th, it turns out that she wasn't even pregnant. And it was so funny because we were um, going ahead and, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting to see what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And when she left, I said, tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. They said she wasn't pregnant. And I said, 
are you kidding? She's been on this bus 45 minutes. And they said, yeah, but she never heard the gospel. So, you know, I believe God set the tone for how things would be initially. You Uh know, we share the gospel and then we have donors who provide us with Bibles. And we've given almost 900 Bibles away to different clients and their families. So that's just such a blessing to us, you know. And we've had 93 professions of faith since we started. 93 professions of faith. So, you know, we've shared the gospel hundreds of times. But I always tell our our volunteers i say we can't be discouraged because the word tells us that one man plants the next one waters but god gives the increase and we just got the increase on those 93 you know but the others are out there and god will god will you know bring someone else to them yeah wow that's uh phenomenal so you so you are um you know god is using life on wheels to save lives literally yes and spiritually uh, and stats are one thing; those they represent people. So that's huge. Are there uh, some of those lives changed? Those lives saved? Saved? Uh, is there any particular story that you could share? Um, maybe that uh, someone oh, who's yes. been through Life on Wheels would would <laughs> want you to share. We we do have some, and and they they tell us if we can share it. I'll tell you one about um, Sarah, and actually this is. On website which is lifeonwheelsalabama.com you can see Sarah um, she came to us actually her mother-in-law brought her to the abortion clinic and when she came on the bus she had a huge black eye her um, husband had was in jail for abusing her and this was her mother-in-law bringing her Mm. Um, she had a, a young child I can't remember exactly how old maybe two or three that had been already taken from her by DHR and she was um, on addicted. She was on drugs. And so her mom brought her on the bus, and we connected with her and actually um, got her into uh, a program where she was able to start, you know, working on the drug addiction. And, it, and that's not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is not an easy thing. But she was able to go through the program. Um, her husband got out, went to anger management classes. Um, they got their child back, their other wow. child, and she had her baby. You can see the, the baby. She is precious. And um, she told us, she said, literally, this bus saved my life. This wow. baby saved my life. And, and we know God just allowed us to be a tool. It's God that did this. Right. But just to be able to minister to somebody like Sarah and, and to be able to see the results, it's just amazing. Wow interesting name Sarah you know uh, her her husband's name wouldn't happen to be Abraham (laughs) Uh, not sure about that not not sure about that that's that's beautiful beautiful what God has done there Um, y'all have been primarily in the River Region area in Montgomery but what are the future plans right now we're working to get a second mobile unit up in Birmingham Um, we know that the a third of all the abortions that are are performed in the state come from women who live in Jefferson County mm-hmm. and the surrounding counties 2222 okay. out of 6000 and something abortions 6041 i think are the latest statistics um, that we have from 16 it's kind of you get the numbers kind of late but anyway we knew that the women lived in Jefferson County and around there and they were either going out of state to have an abortion or they were coming to Montgomery or going to Tuscaloosa or Huntsville because Birmingham does not have or did not have an abortion clinic that was open at the time. In the last two years, they were, they were closed because of health violations, mm-hmm. serious health violations. Mm-hmm. So they were closed down. 
So Planned Parenthood decided to build a mega center right off I-59 um, in downtown Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And we just knew that we needed to have a mobile unit in front of Planned Parenthood because women need to have the opportunity to see that abortion isn't their only option. Right. And when you're in this state, sometimes you, when I, the state of, of uh, feelings is what I'm talking of, emotions, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you may feel like that's the only thing. And if you go into an abortion clinic, what do you think they're going to offer? Mm -hmm. That's all you're going to be offered. So we wanted to have a mobile unit there as an alternative. And so we've been um, going to Birmingham since May on Wednesdays. We go every Wednesday. And we have just been parking there and seeing if, if the need was what we thought. And sure enough, here come women and we're able to minister to them. And so currently we're raising funds for a mobile unit in Birmingham and plan to have it there um, by the end of November when Planned Parenthood is, is saying they're going to open their new clinic. Okay. So at least for today, this particular conversation that we're having, that's six weeks away. Correct. This is phenomenal. You Montgomery and, and now Birmingham, is this a nationwide idea and concept, Life on Wheels? Life on Wheels is the name of our, our nonprofit here in Montgomery, but we are part of a fleet called Image Clear Ultrasound. And this is out of Ohio, and what they do is they have 44 um, mobile units nationwide. Mm -hmm. Most of them in the north, there are some in the south, but um, it's, it's, I say nationwide, but we haven't covered the whole nation by any means. Okay. But Dr. Matthew Phillips, who is the medical director and the, and the doctor who really had the idea of, of doing this mobile unit, um, and, and I'll say this, the reason he had this idea was he knew he wasn't seeing abortion-minded women in his clinic. Mm -hmm. However, he was treating them the, at the emergency room after they'd had botched abortions. Okay. So he knew they were there. And so he said, we need to be closer to where the women are, you know. And so that was the whole idea for the mobile unit. But anyway, his view is to have this um, at least statewide to start with and then branch out. So we've got a lot of work to do if we're going to put these in front of every abortion clinic in Montgomery. I mean, in Alabama, we need to go to Tuscaloosa. We need to go to Huntsville. Mm -hmm. uh, Mobile used to have a... Uh, an abortion clinic they don't but we should have one down in mobile mm -hmm. because we get women at our abortion clinic driving from mobile okay. so you know this is something that we hope to have more mobile units all over the state and be able to serve women anywhere that they live okay. so those of you who are listening um, even though you may not be in Alabama let's say you may be in Texas or Florida or even California or New Mexico uh, check because there might be something similar in your state if not you might be the one god is stirring or could stir to to pursue this yes and you can you can google icu mobile or image clear ultrasound i know for sure there's a um, a mobile unit in el paso texas that's my hometown wow. so that's close to new mexico that's yes. why i maybe said that okay. <laughs> made me say that we met for the first time about a month ago correct and in the course of the conversation uh, you shared your story with me, mm -hmm. and I want us to kind of talk a little bit about your story because if my memory serves me correct in the last month, your involvement in this ministry, uh, as you shared it with me that day, it was like God just kind of backdoored you into this. Share your journey, your journey of faith, but you, also why this particular ministry is connected with your heart. Well. We moved, my husband and I moved to Montgomery, Alabama from El Paso, Texas, like I just told you. We moved here in 1988, and we had a five-year-old son, and we took over a sales 
uh, organization that was really large. It was over the, we were covering a third of the state. Mm-hmm. And about six weeks into living in Alabama, which was, I had never even visited Alabama, much less lived here. You know, it was just a whole different thing from moving over the border of Mexico Mm -hmm. to Alabama. So I was getting used to to everything, and I found out I was pregnant. And I told my husband, I said, there's no way I can be pregnant. It's funny that, as I remember it, the word baby never came in my mouth. It was, I can't be pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm going to have an abortion. And I don't even know where that came from. I didn't know anybody that had had an abortion, but I looked it up in the yellow pages. Back then, we used phone books. Mm-hmm. And I called, and he said what men a lot of times will say. He said, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I went down um, on the Southern Boulevard of Montgomery, and I had an abortion. And my husband was with me. My five-year-old was in the cartoon room watching cartoons. And I had the abortion, and it was a horrible, ugh, it was a horrible um, procedure. It was a horrible time, but I will tell you, I left there feeling relieved. Mm-hmm. I thought, "Phew, I caught this, you know, in time." That was my. I, I remember feeling that, and I even asked the woman when they were interviewing me beforehand. I said, "This is early enough, right? I caught this early enough." Mm-hmm. And I remember her saying to me, "We don't make those kind of judgments." Mm-hmm. So in my mind, she was agreeing with me. You know, you can rationalize things, mm-hmm. and um, I went on with my life. And I was raised in church, um, been in church my whole life. I was a children's minister for 14 years, Mm -hmm. and yet I never, ever connected the dots and thought about what abortion meant. Um, I never heard it in my church. I'm not blaming it on them, but I never heard a sermon ever on abortion, ever. And so... I went on with my life, and and then circumstances happened, and the job that I had kind of, that was a whole other story, but I ended up looking for a job with a degree in Bible and ministry and not wanting to go back to work for a church. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when you get a degree in Bible and ministry, what are you going to do, you know? Uh, I know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) So I had, when I got out of high school, um, way back in the day, I had taken a unit clerk course. And I just went on the Baptist website, Baptist Hospital website, and they were looking for unit clerks, and I applied, and the pay, I'm sorry, Baptist, the pay was horrible, but (laughs) the benefits were awesome. And my husband was self-employed, and we needed insurance. You know, I still had a son at home, so, I mean, the benefits that Baptist has are awesome. So I worked for Baptist for four and a half years, and I was working for women's services, and then I transferred to labor and delivery. This is Baptist Health Services Baptist East in Montgomery, Alabama. And they deliver more babies at Baptist East than all the other hospitals combined in Montgomery. I mean, they deliver almost 4,000 babies a year. Wow. So it was a very, very, very busy place. And that's where I met Dr. Matthew Phillips Mm -hmm. because he was an OBGYN that his group works out of Baptist East. So I'm working at Baptist East, and every single day, I promise you, I'm asking God, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I used to run a big business. I made a lot of money doing different things, and here I am working for this low pay. But I, I did love the job. I mean, mm-hmm. I did love the people, but it was just like, I, I just thought, I was like, what am I doing here, Lord? But I could not change jobs. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I could not. I would look on the website. There'd be job openings. I'd be ready to apply, and I mean, I would know I wasn't supposed to apply. Mm-hmm. So I'm four and a half um, years into working for Baptist, and one year, I'm sorry, one day at shift change, which is 7 o'clock at night, Mm -hmm. Dr. Phillips just comes up to the desk and says, Robin, what kind of ministry have you ever done? out of the blue. Hmm. And I'm telling you, there's probably 30 people in the in the nurse's station. We're changing shifts. It's crazy. Bells are ringing. Phones are ringing. 
And I said to him, Dr. Phillips, I said, I used to be a children's minister. And I said, and then I worked at Wellspring for Women for 14 years as a volunteer. And Wellspring is a is a place that they had out in Marbury, which was where women who were remanded by the court for all kinds of things. It was a live-in program, an 18, a year program, and sometimes 18 months. And it turned out that he knew all about that program. He knew the owners of the program. And, and uh, he said, well, I want you to come, come volunteer with me. And I said, doing what? And he told me about, he said, I've got this mobile unit. And we're going to go to the to the front line. He always says, we're going to the gates of hell. We're going to, you know, meet women who are going to have an abortion. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I need to tell you something. And I had never told anybody this. Well, I told my mom, but she's gone to heaven now. But I hadn't told anybody that I had an abortion. So we go out in the hall. Mm-hmm. And I start crying. Now, I didn't even feel sorry when I had it, mm-hmm. you know. And so I don't know why I'm crying. But I said, Dr. Phillips, I've had an abortion. And he put his arm around my shoulders and he goes, Robin, God will take that sin. And I honestly cannot remember what he said after that because I'm thinking sin. This man is talking to me about sin. What do you mean sin? I mean, I didn't say that, but that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So he got a promise from me that my husband and I would come the next night and tour the mobile unit mm-hmm. because the mobile unit wasn't cleared to go out on the street yet. It didn't have the health department clearance. So I'm driving home. It's probably about 730, and I'm telling God, I said, you know, if, it's, if it was a sin, God, I'm sorry. But I can tell you, Robert, I did not feel sorry. Yeah. I didn't feel sorry. So I go home, talk to my husband. And the next day we go to the Vintage Olive, which is a store that's owned by one of our board members. And they had a meet and greet out there. And they had the mobile unit uh-huh. set up. And it was all lit up. And, and Ed was barbecuing food. And so my husband was standing next to Ed while talking to him. And I got on the mobile unit. And when we have the mobile unit doing what we're calling marketing, which is showing it to people, uh-huh. you know, there's a loop of ultrasounds from six weeks to 13 and a half weeks from Dr. Phillips' office mm-hmm. that is this going on these big screen TVs. I don't remember if anybody else was on the bus at that point. All I remember is climbing up those steps, looking right there at that big screen TV and seeing the ultrasound of an eight or nine week old baby Mm -hmm. and at that point I said oh my father God what did I do because now it's a person it's real it's not a clump of cells it's not a product of conception it's a real life person and at that point the Lord confronted me with my sin what I had done and I did feel sorry and I did repent and and I know exactly what women think or I know how they feel because that's how I felt. It wasn't real to me till I saw it. And so I am amazed after that point, uh, you know, Dr. Phillips asked me to apply, knowing my story, to apply to be the executive director of Life on Wheels. Now I was the ministry, what you said, mm-hmm. director of ministry development. And the board approved me and I can't believe that they let me do it. <laughs> and, I, and I'm amazed that God lets me do it. You know, but I do understand because most women that are having abortions in Montgomery, Alabama Mm -hmm. are having them between five and nine weeks. Mm -hmm. And at five to nine weeks, you don't feel anything except maybe nauseated and extra sleepy. You know, you're not feeling babies kick. So when people are yelling at you in front of the um, abortion clinic, don't kill your baby and all this stuff. See, you can't you don't think it's a baby yet. You're able to rationalize and make yourself believe that kind of like Tamiflu you catch it in time Mm -hmm. and that's really that's really it 
So I'm just, you know, when I think that three years ago I was pro-choice, yeah. <laughs> wow. know, it's amazing how God can turn you around. Wow. Dr. Jim Dennison is one of my favorite communicators, and I've heard him say this for years, what God allows, he redeems. Amen. Whatever, and God allows us free will. And God, whatever God allows, he redeems. Now, the caveat is if we surrender what he has allowed to him to redeem it. And it's, uh, and in you know, your beautiful story there uh, of that, exactly that is almost again like God just kind of snuck up on you. Yes, uh, for this. sure. Yeah. <laughs> for and sure. I, I, I still, when we pray on Friday mornings, we go out and pray in front of the abortion clinic uh, and we don't yell or scream, we pray. And Another lovely, lovely aspect of working for Life on Wheels is that it's, it's um, all different denominations are involved. We have 14 different denominations on our staff and um, between our staff and our board. We have Catholics, Protestants, non-denominational, Baptists, Presbyterians, Methodists. I mean, you know, we're, we're all out there. We might have different views of how, of how certain things go, but we all agree on life. We all know that God loves life. You know, Acts 17:25, he gives us life and breath and everything else. And so when we're out there praying and then we sing, uh, sing Amazing Grace, I'm like, if my friends or, I, I, you know, I just can't believe that I'm doing this. But, and I'm happy to do it and I'm blessed to do it and I'm paid to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's just, God is so funny how he does things. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. I, I think I know the answer to this question, but where do you draw strength? Where do you receive encouragement as you do what you do now? It's it's prayer. It is. We have such a strong prayer team. We believe this whole thing has to be bathed in prayer. You know, the, even the idea of the whole thing had to come through prayer. Mm-hmm. When when Dr. Phillips first thought about this, he always tells this story. He says, when I get in trouble, I always go and talk to my mama. <laughs> and he said, my mama prays. And she and Mariah, Lou Phillips and Mariah, uh, Mariah Hill prayed over this before it ever came into existence. And then I found out later, which really choked me up, that the whole board had fasted and prayed when they were choosing an executive director, when they were choosing me. And so to know that people are praying for you, mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you this, I went to a service, it was a memorial service that's held at Greenwood Cemetery every year in Montgomery, and it's a memorial service that was actually started by Catholics, but now everybody's going to it. It's a memorial service for 18 babies that were found in a dumpster Mm -hmm. in Montgomery, and um, I guess... I I can't anyway what happened was some men went and asked the police department what they were going to do with it some Catholic men and they Mm -hmm. said we don't know and they said let us bury them Mm -hmm. and there's a big memorial and then every March you know I think it's in March might be I'm not sure but anyway they have this memorial service and I went to it for the first time last year and the man leading prayer was it was one of those prayers where he would say something and then everybody would say Lord hear our prayer Mm -hmm. you know and they repeated that Mm -hmm. over and over and I'm standing there listening to him all and hearing all these people say Lord hear our prayer Mm -hmm. and they've been doing this for 30 I think it was 32 years at this point and he said we pray for women and we pray for mothers and fathers who have aborted their babies Mm -hmm. and everybody said Lord hear our prayer and I realized that God has had people praying for me that I didn't even know you know and so it's 
it's an amazing thing to be a part of this, to be a part of this whole prayer group, and to know that God does hear our prayers. Right. Wow. Yeah, I see in this organization, you know, that prayer element there. Prayer is, it, this is bathed in prayer. That boldness mm -hmm. to do, you know, to go, as you said, Dr. Phillips said, we're going to go to the gates of hell, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, to, to be there where the greatest need is at that moment where decisions are being made. And, and to me, again, that's the, that's what struck me as being ingenious. You're going there, but also it's not the prayers all over it, that boldness and that other element that's equally matched, compassion. Yes. Uh, yes. Just the compassion, the compassion and love of Jesus Christ Amen. is all over this. So. Well, and and I, we are in a we are a volunteer-run business. I mean, you know, really, we only have well now we have six since we're expanding. We have four part-time employees and two full-time employees but we were started out with just three of us and we have over 50 volunteers that work with us wow. and I will say that that we have many of our volunteers who were involved in abortion I have drivers who paid for abortions I have women who had abortions women who took their friends to have abortions and I'm telling you there's a note the the devil has spread enough guilt around for everybody you know they all feel terrible and the thing is is that god redeems the time he gives you an ability to tell your story it takes all the condemnation out of it when you can share it right. because you know that he has saved you you know that his grace covers it and you also know that there but but for the grace of god would i be right there yeah. you know and so there's no there's no judgment what we want to do is help and share and and that's why i'm doing this today is that I want women to know that you may never, ever, ever have spoken about it. Mm -hmm. Your family might not know about it. I had to tell my dad when he was 86 years old that I had an abortion when mm -hmm. I started this job. My sister told me, she said, Robin, you better tell dad, you know, because my mom knew, but she had died. And when I told my dad about this, he got all teared up and he said, well, first thing he said was, did your mom know? And I said, yes. And he said, women always know. <laughs> and then he said, well, then he got all choked up and took my hands. And he said, I've got another grandson or grandbaby I'll meet in heaven. Wow. You know, so, you know, the devil tries to put a lot of fear on you and make, make you feel like you're the only person that this has ever happened to, or you're the worst person in the world. But you know what? God knew before you ever were going to do it that you would do it he also knew that he he's that's why he sent his son yes. and um there's a lot of healing and like you say redemption in this whole thing but i do want to tell you this that you are not alone one in four women in the united states have had or will have an abortion by the time they're 45 and that's in churches that's in your school that's in your office that's everywhere yeah life on wheels an incredible organization that God is using. How can people get involved if they're here in Alabama in the River Region area or uh, in Birmingham where the, the new launch just coming up in a few weeks? Uh, how would you how could you how would you direct people to get involved in this? We would love for you to be involved. If you're interested in volunteering, there's lots of different volunteer opportunities you can um, we have drivers. We have people who maintain the mobile unit. We have street advocates who go out and pass out coupons and tell people that, you know, it's a $150 value and you don't have to do anything but smile and wave and pass out coupons for that. If you have more time and can train, you can work on the mobile unit because mm -hmm. we always have women client advocates working on the mobile unit, um, assisting the clients as they come in, share, uh, sharing, 
you know, community resources, and if they allow us, we share the gospel. And you don't have to know how to do all that. We're going to teach you how to do all that. Um, so that's available both in Montgomery and in Birmingham. You can also pray with us. We have a prayer call every Monday morning from 6.30 to 7, where Gwen Bradley, who is one of our board members, she's on the National Day of Prayer team. She's one of the, um, she's the representative for the whole southeastern United States and Caribbean. So talk about a divine appointment there. She leads prayer. So she prays and we agree and it's biblically based and wonderful. And um, the number's up on our website for you to call. Um, and then if you want to donate, you can text um, text to give, 334-722-1262. Just push in give, and it'll give you the opportunity to give to Life on Wheels. Or you can go on our website and push the donate button. And you can donate specifically for Birmingham. If you're in the Birmingham mm-hmm. area, push the Birmingham button. You know, right. it's it's on there. And that's lifeonwheelsalabama.com. Wow. Okay. And I'm going to do my best to make sure that that information is also there on the Redemption's Table. Uh, podcast or yeah the podcast website as well as the Facebook page as well. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a joy this whole meal. Thank you. I uh, appreciate you coming to the table. I'm excited. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited what God's going to do with this. We for those of you who are listening, you know that right here every Monday morning you hear the call go out uh, party of redemption your table is now available. <laughs> and so uh, just be listening for that call next week. I'm going to ask you to close us out, Robin, by saying those words. Party of Redemption, your table is now available. Party of Redemption, your table is now ready. All right, thank you. Y'all have a blessed day.